Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. All right. We are live with the final pick of the 2021 NFL draft for the Patriots. They went ahead and selected wide receiver Trey Nixon out of UCF with the 242nd pick overall. Um, six foot, 187, 190 pounds. Um, missed a couple games last year to do a shoulder injury. Uh, Ole Miss transfer, but. Of everything that I've seen of him, he looks like a, a an explosive threat down the field. He had a good four, uh, 40, good three cone. What do you think about him, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about him in terms of on the field, but the athletic profile is exactly what you want out of a seventh-round pick, right? Um, his RAS was just under a 9.0. He was 257th out of over 2,500 wide receivers from 1987 through this year. Um, 40 time was good. Size is okay. It's not great. Um you know, it's big enough though. He had a good broad jump. He's explosive, good three cone, which we know they value. So, I mean, in terms of round seven dart throws at wide receiver, it's, it's exactly what you'd want. You know, the the athlete that fits the um, thresholds that your team looks for. So I'll take it. Right. Yeah. Well, one of the interesting things that I, that really stuck out to me was no special teams experience, not even really as a returner or anything like that. So that's surprising just because, you know, me and Pat talked about last time we were on pretty much everybody they select on day three plays special teams. Like right. even the offensive linemen, if they make the team, they work in on, on the kick, the field goal units. So um, pretty interesting that he's not a special teams guy. I would assume they they have at least an idea that he can play special teams. Um, right. If not, I'd be shocked <laughs> that they made this pick because yeah. there were other guys available who do have special teams value. So, um, you know, one of the things that came to mind for me too was seventh on seventh round wide receiver. You're not really expecting them to make a roster, but if he does stick on the practice squad, he's got a good RAS. He's a good athlete. Imitate receivers from from whatever team you're going to be facing the the next week, and and really just serve as a, a piece to help teach the defense. I think somebody else pointed that out. Let me let me go find that. Right. Taylor Kyle's pointed that out on Twitter. So. Um, at the very least, you're getting a good guy, uh, a guy who can serve a purpose, you know, during the week and, and help the team get better. Right. And if you look at, you know, just a, a different seventh round pick that popped into my head, obviously not Julian Edelman, but like a, a recent seventh round pick that popped into my head was like Devin Lucian a few years right. ago. And if you look at like his RAS, he was, you know, a very average athlete, um, had a decent three cone and that and 40 yard, 20 yard split in the 40 yard dash. And that was about it. So, if, again, if you're looking to take shots and dart throws in the seventh round, um, you're looking at kind of those raw uh, 
raw maybe position changes or you know late to football like a julian edelman played quarterback in college moving to wide receiver maybe you're getting at the very beginning of the development curve or you're looking at those transcendent athletes who maybe had an injury pop-up had you know what for whatever reason just never got really going in college and you're hoping to unlock something with their athleticism at the nfl level he looks like a lot like the latter um obviously we all wanted them to be taking a wide receiver in this class um they seem to have stayed away from it in general evan lazar made a good point on Twitter earlier today where they seem to acknowledge that it's a bit of a weak spot in their drafting because of what they expect. It's really hard to find college wide receivers who do the things that they look for. So they're taking dart throws a lot of the times. So it looks like they're starting to make a conscious decision where, okay, we know we're not great at this because of the blind spots that we have. So let's just stay away from it and we'll make our dart throws in dart throw range. And that's what this is. So I'm glad they took one. I hope they sign another one in undrafted free agency here. I know they don't have a ton of spots, but, um, you know, if dark blue gold just said, seems like a good athlete also thinks that folk is the kicker for a while. It seems like this would mean folks, the kicker for this year, but there, there were like four or five draftable kickers and only one's gone so far. So yeah, we had more long snappers. Go right, we've had, yeah, we had punters. Yeah, so combined. Cheese so McCheese or whatever. His last yeah. name was. <laughs> so if you got, if you get, uh, if you, I, I would hope, obviously, they don't have a lot of undrafted free agent spots. I'd want another wide receiver in the mix, and I'd want a kicker in the mix. Um, just looking forward yeah, to think, that now that their day is done. But I think right now they only have four roster spots to fill. So, yeah, it's either um, four or five. Four or five. So Riley Patterson is the kicker that a, a lot of us would have in mind. Comes from Kicker U, where uh, Memphis, where Steven Goskowski went. So yep. I assume they'd either pick up a kicker or really just take dart throws with the best athletes available there are a lot of wide receivers who i would have expected to be drafted by now like kate johnson um dax milne um tomorrow terry mel kuyper seemed a lot higher on stage surat than was ever reasonably right. reasonable to expect but he had a lot of hype last year and then i believe he sat out this year now yeah. that's that's a guy that's not a great athlete but i if you're looking for like a jacoby myers shadow that might be him I right, so, agency, so we'll see. Lots of options in undrafted free agency, just not a lot of spots to really, <laughs> really uh, fill them up yeah. with. So, um, we talked about Nixon. He was our last one. I didn't have you on with me and Pat earlier when we were talking about the other picks. Do you have any thoughts on those guys that went earlier? I mean, Cam Cam McGrone was like the most obvious Patriots pick ever, right? You and Spaz yeah. were all over it each of the last two weeks that we did Patriots mock drafts on the mock draft show. Um, it, it, we were we were looking at him in like the round. I think we took him in the third round, right? Third round, one yep. of them. So you know, getting him in the fifth, that's good value. Even if he doesn't work out, it's you know, it's I like him better than Jawan Bentley, um, and therefore better than Therese Hall. So we'll see what right. Raekwon McGillen does. We'll see what he does, and hopefully, you know, that linebacker depth is there. That definitely wasn't last year. Um, I liked Ramondre Stevenson a lot out of Oklahoma. Um, a fourth round non-pass catching running back surprised me, but it makes complete sense that they liked him. So, uh, and I liked him. I, I'm a big contact balance guy when it comes to running backs yeah. is why I was so high on Alvin Kamara coming out a few years ago. Um, and it's, I think it's the most important trait for a running back and he's got it in spades. So I'll, I'll take that all day. Um, not a whole lot of takes on the sixth round guys. I don't know much about him. I know Joshua had the H added to his name so that he could have seven letters because that's what his whole family does. So, yay. But, uh, you know, it's, it was a solid day overall. It was a solid day. I had a couple names that I was looking for ended up going there. Watching Shy Smith just fall and not make them not pick him yeah. a few times was rough, but you're always going to get that on day three. So it's nothing that I'm going to be too, too upset with. 
Yeah, I mean, the big kind of overall theme of the day for them was setting up for the future. And I think that's kind of the big theme of the whole draft. Barmore is probably the only guy that I see having a, a big role right away. Yeah. Um, but on day three alone, Stevenson's not going to be your your early or your number one back right away. He's probably going to be number three if Sony Michelle stays on the roster. And, and he's, he's probably gonna... though he's probably though the the easiest path to snaps just given Sony and Damien's right. injury history, and also right. the fact that he has that he's such a bowling ball that even if he's still learning, and he was pretty proficient in pass protection as a oh as, great you know, pass and, protector, and, yeah. So he has he has a path to you know, stealing some snaps, especially if we get an injury early to Sony or Damien, which we should probably be expecting at this point in their careers based on what we've seen. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely was a draft where it, it, it screamed, you know, we free agency was where they decided to fill up their 2021 impact players. And this yep. was, okay, now we need to decide a lot of two-year contracts, a lot of older players, and we need to start looking at the future. There. And that's what the draft was for, which is a good position to be in for a team that's not, you know, a team that's not necessarily great right now um, to still be, you know, deep enough and so well-rounded enough that you don't have any glaring needs entering the draft is, isn't, is a rare situation. So. Yeah. And, and just to, to finish off, they've got McGrone, who's going to probably be looking to take over a lot of snaps on the inside role, but not for a couple of years. Bledsoe, who I think his ceiling is probably as the third safety. Um, William Sherman, who's, Ceiling is probably as the the eighth offensive lineman, a guy who can play probably all four spots other than center. And then, you know, Trey Nixon, who knows? He's an athlete. We'll see what we can do with him um, right. if you're the Patriots. So those were the picks. Um, they made, what's that, three, four, five, six, seven, eight picks overall throughout the three days. Um, before we get out of here, what are your thoughts? What, what's your grade on the overall draft? Um, I'm going to kind of work through this player by player real quick because gotcha. I, and then I'll, I'll kind of come to my final one there. Mac Jones, I'm going to set it a solid B. I was, I was in a B minus range initially. I'll bump it up a little bit just because again, they seem to have a plan. I like the Barmore pick. I didn't love the Barmore trade compensation, but you get a player that we all kind of expected to end up here more likely than not. And you give up picks that we already knew were going to be excess anyway. So you live with it. That's like a B plus. Ronnie Perkins is probably my favorite pick of the draft um, for them. So I would give that B plus a minus. And then these day three guys are kind of a mix of, you know, I, B to incomplete because it's just a complete dart throw. So I think, you know, a B I think is a fair grade for today. It's again, it's a lot of for the future guys. It's a lot of, um, you know, we'll see how they fit on this team type of guys. I think I'm pretty confident in Barmore Perkins and Stevenson compared Come contributing to this team within like two years, uh, right. and and you obviously hope that Mac Jones does as well, and then the rest are dart throws. But when you those guys that I listed, that's your first four picks. That's really the ones that you're taking, expecting to do something. So all yeah. of it. And and before the draft even started, after free agency, they they pretty much had like 44 roster spots filled with guys who were right. going to make the team. So there's not a whole lot of competition going on in training camp. And if, if there is, it's going to be surprising to say the least, some of the guys that are probably going to get cut. So yeah. um, they didn't have a ton of spots. He does have speed. Uh, they, they didn't have a ton of spots to really fill in terms of guys who are going to make the team and contribute right away. So like you said, guys who are going to contribute into the future, the four at the top, probably going to have a role on this team. Um, 
And then as you, you get further, it's guys that maybe surprise you and sneak their way under the roster. So I wouldn't be surprised if only four of these guys made the team, to be quite honest with you. Right. Um, the Depending on what they think of Jalen Mills as a safety or whether or not they want to keep him at corner kind of full time, uh, we'll wait and see. But other than that, with the, the Nixon pick and um, William Sherman, that those are guys who are going to need to do a lot to make the team. So. I'd say B minus overall in the draft, but that's just because the team was already pretty much set and there wasn't a whole ton you could do to fit guys on the roster. Um, the, the the top four, I, I really like the top four. I think yeah. I, I've sold myself on Jones a little bit more than uh, where I was night one. As I said, I was broken on night <laughs> one. Um, and night. Yeah, I uh, I think I think he's got a good shot to, especially with a year in the system, to really learn and kind of come in and take over after Newton's gone. And then I love the Barmore pick, you know, right away. I, I wasn't even mad at the trade up for him just because of the defensive tackles that you have on your roster. You've got a lot of four, three interior defensive linemen and not a lot of three, four interior defensive linemen. And Barmore has shown in the past that he can rush the passer from the one tech. So that's huge. That's what they needed. And they, and they addressed that need. And he has he had pick. the highest pressure rate of any interior defensive lineman over the past two years in college football by like a lot. It was like 19%. Yeah. And Javon Kinlaw, who went 14th overall, 13th overall last year to the Niners, was at like 13%. And he was second. He was the best His, interior he, pass rusher yes. in the country as a, a redshirt freshman. So right. the, there's, the talent is there, no yeah. doubt about it. Um, love the McGrone pick. You know, like you said, me and Spags were all over that one. That that just that guy had Patriot written on his forehead, and then yep. Stevenson. You know, he was another guy when you saw him pass protect at at the Senior Bowl. You were like, Bill Belichick's going to be interested in this guy because yep. other than James White, they don't have a guy who can protect the passer. They really don't. Uh, Sony Michelle has not shown the ability to be able to do it, and Damian Harris wasn't asked to do it because he when he was in the game, he ran the ball last ran, year. Yep. So, um, a guy who can come in and, and fill a need right away. Um, that and I mean. Not that it should be seen as like the end of the world or anything, but that might officially kind of mark the end of the Rex Burkhead era. Obviously, right. they're different players overall, but that's Rex Burke has the change of pace. Can you put him in? You don't know whether he's going out on a route or pass protecting or running the ball because he could do all three. Stevenson's someone who can do all three. He's a bigger guy, but that he's still a solid pass pass catcher. He's not, you yep. know, he's not like a a pass catching uh, like expert. He's not James White where that's going to be his primary role, but yeah. you can put him on the field and you can still pa- throw a pass to him uh, without wasting the down. So yeah, I think that might be the role Le- that gets filled there. He's LeGarrette Blunt, but he doesn't have cement hands and feet. You know, he, exactly. he's got soft hands. He can catch the ball a little yeah. bit. So overall, like the draft, uh, Ryan gave it a B. I'm giving it a B minus. Um, the top half was, was really great in my opinion. And then it kind of tailed off in the back half, but we all expected that. So, uh, we'll leave you guys with that for the night. That's our last instant analysis pod that will go out. Um, I believe Pat will throw it up as a podcast. So you guys will be able to listen later. Um, even if you're in here, you didn't get to catch all of it. So we will see you guys the next time that we have an event like this and we go live. See you.